You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I like to have fun when I preach. I like to have fun. I like to be myself. I'm super excited. Worship team, you guys are awesome. I would have probably left you guys up here the whole time, so go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and think, have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. You know, I'm glad that there's no, there's no mask in here. I'm glad that there's no N95 mask, whatever they're saying that you need to wear because of the coronavirus. I'm excited. Uh, uh, this week, I was, I was hearing stories of pastors and preachers who were telling their congregations, uh, I know you're probably not going to be at church this Sunday, you know, because the coronavirus, you know, but you can watch online. You know, we're going to do extra live streaming services this weekend. I'm sorry, that's not Awakened Church. We don't, we don't live under a spirit of fear. We don't, live under, we don't live under demonic oppression that says the church should shrink or stay small. Because in, in Psalms 91, in Psalms 91, it says, it shall come near your house, but not in your house. Not in your house. See, I love, I love awakened churches uh, because we're, we're, we're a church that preaches Jesus. We're a church that says the blood of Jesus is more than what's outside these doors. The blood of Jesus. Uh, I just need to honor a few people. Uh, Pastor Vince and, and, and Becca, you guys, uh, the culture you've built here is amazing. And I'm so excited to, to just watch you guys from a distance and see several campuses. See, just, you, see, just see you guys explode. See you guys explode. Uh, John Bannister. Uh, dude, you did an amazing job this weekend with the men. Amazing job. Um, if you don't know, going, putting on any type of event is a lot of work. It's a t- I'm sorry, hold on. Stand up. I'm sorry, stand up real quick. Brent. Let's go, Brent. Come on. Brent, the things that have happened to you, the things you've walked through, the things that, uh, all right. You walk around with heightened senses, always looking to the left and right of you because of the things that have happened to you. That's actually a PTSD response. That's actually a response to trauma. The Lord would have me tell you this morning that you're safe. The Lord would have me tell you this morning that you're home. The Lord would have me tell you this morning that, that it's, not, it's not your story, it's your testimony to the goodness of God. It's, it's a, the things that happened to you would have taken most people out. The things that have happened to you, uh, you, you would have been a statistic. And the world would have said, it's okay, he, something happened to him when he was younger, but you said, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to show up. And the Lord had me tell you that you're home, and see, in your, in your house, you can act different. When I'm, when I'm home around my family, I can kick off my shoes. I, can, I would say let my hair down, but you get it. Um, <laughs> you're home. Get comfortable. Get comfortable. All right. I promise I'm done. I promise I'm done. Okay, so this morning, this morning, the title of my message is, is The Disposition of the Heart. The Disposition of the Heart. And see, uh, I know that, that, that some people are like, yo, what does that mean? And I didn't even know what it meant until like last week, uh, until I looked up the definition. Um, but here, here's the thing. Uh, 
this morning, this whole message is going to be around serving. But it's not going to be around, uh, oh, we need you to serve. Oh, you know, we're just the church is struggling for volunteers. Can you just show up on time? Can you, dude, hey, I know you're an usher, but can you, you know, maybe be security too? And no, that's not this type of serving message. That's not this type of serving message. Uh, I think that it's imperative to understand what serving is. Because if you don't understand what serving is, I, I have a true belief that you don't understand what Christianity is. I have, a, I have a belief that, that, that serving, yeah. that serving will reveal more about Christianity. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to go in. If you get some bruises this morning, hey, if you... <laughs> in Matthew 20, 26 through 28, it says, yet, yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his ransom for many. You know, I, I, uh, I got saved in Awakened Church, actually. Um, and so at first, point number one, I'm going to just dive right in. I'm not going to hold yeah, back. Yeah. Point number one is serving reveals heart issues. Yes. Wow. Serving reveals heart issues. When I first came to church, I, I'm a, I was a Marine for eight years, and so I thought I understood what serving meant. I thought I understand, understood, okay, yeah, I've served my country. Like, I can serve on a team in church. Until I, I got to, I started serving the first place I served, because I walked in the door, I looked very angry. And so you can imagine, they were like, oh, dude, security. <laughs> my man, oh, security. Go to security. And so it's easy to stand in the corner of security when you look like me back then because <laughs> I walked in I'm, I'm fresh out of the Marine Corps and I would just I would just mug people yeah. and I'm like make it super awkward for people like I would just like follow people just so you know I see you I see you noticing me noticing you noticing me I, like I would just be awkward but then but here's the thing when people in church would be like hey you probably shouldn't act that way like I would get offended First heart issue, I would get offended. Wow. You know, serving reveals heart issues. Can you, can you receive correction on a serving team? Wow. Can you receive correction? Uh, the second thing is, I was that guy that like, so the security leader would be like, hey, we're going to do it this way. And I would be like, yo, I was like a Marine for like eight years, and that's like real stupid. <laughs> like we shouldn't do it that way. But like in front of people. Wow. Like, like <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. That, that, that's not submitting to my leadership at all. Right, right. That's pushing my own agenda because supposedly, you know, the world would teach you that, like, you know it all. Yeah. Or I can Google it all. Yeah. Some of y'all need to stay off of Wikipedia. Yeah. And I mean us as a whole. I don't mean, I don't mean all y'all. I mean me too. I read it, you know, sometimes. And stay off Yelp. Yelp is just, just stay off Yelp. Uh, but so th I was the guy that, like, always had an issue with everything in the church. Always, why are we doing it that way? Why are we doing it this way? Why are we doing it that way? Like I had some great wealth of church knowledge. I was like freshly saved like a month earlier. But I'm walking around telling people who have been in ministry for you know, 15, 20 years, like, are you sure? Are you sure that's the way we should do it? And then I came across the man, and I'm gonna tell you a story about a, a, a man that walked with me my first few years of Christianity. His name is Mike Clark. Okay, Mike Clark is on the board of the church. 
okay? I didn't know that at first. Because what Mike would do is every Sunday morning at about 4.30 in the morning, he would go load up a, a U-Haul trailer of chairs and tables and everything for church, and he would drive to our middle school campus, and he would set it up every Sunday, 10 years. Every Sunday. And Mike's not, Mike's not a young man. Mike's in his 60s. Mike's in his 60s. But every Sunday, just like clockwork. And every Sunday, he would have an Under Armour shirt on. You know, and if you didn't know any better, you'd be like, man, he just, he's ready to work out. Little did you know he's been working out since 4.30 in the morning. Like every Sunday. And I heard stories from the team about how he would show up with coffee every morning for the team. Every morning for the team, he would show up with coffee. And he's a baller. Like he's a baller in, in like, the, <laughs> in like the, the business world. He's a baller. But he said, I, I can serve. This, this is what I do. This is what I do. And he didn't, he didn't ever like let what people said get to him. This is just what I do. This is what I've been asked to do, so that's what I do. Some of us need to get that in our spirit. If, you, if your pastor's asked you to do something, just do it. Just do it. Don't, don't, don't second guess them. Just, hey, whatever you need, Pastor Vince. Whatever you need, Pastor Becky. Whatever you need, team. You know, and I'll never forget. Um, so I'm at a merge conference, okay? Now, Mike has been setting up chairs for 10 years, Okay? And we're at an Emerge conference, and if you've ever been, Emerge is out on the dirt. The tent's on the dirt, everything's on the dirt, and Mike's out there with the plumb line, making sure, making sure the chairs are spot on, are just spot on. Every row, 24 inches to the center, like studs, <laughs> spot on. But he did everything with excellence. Everything he did was with excellence. Can you do the, men, the, the menial task with excellence? Sorry. Sorry. Can you do the menial task with excellence? You know, I've been serving in Emerge now for seven years. Seven years I've been in Emerge. And about four years ago, uh, at the end of, you know, Emerge conference, we have baptisms. And I was just worn down from conference, worn down from a week. And, and Mike Clark is standing, you know, about three feet away from me, and I'm just complaining to him. I'm complaining to him. Hey, Pastor Mike, I've been here all week. I'm exhausted. I can't do this. Um, I can't, I'm never doing this again. Some of y'all can relate. You know, they ask too much. I can't. I can't. I can't. And then right at that time, a, a guy comes up from the church, runs up to me, and he says, dude, Jeff, you're never going to believe this. My brother's brother, 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 brothers, my cousins, my uncles, everybody just got baptized. Everybody just got baptized. Everybody just got baptized. And I remember Mike Clark saying, he let the guy go away, and Mike Clark saying, is it worth it? Wow, that's it right there. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Some people need to understand that it does not matter what you do in this church. It does not matter what your role is or what you've been asked to do because everybody in here was designed uniquely to do something, to do something. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people. I ask a lot of questions. And a lot of times I get, the, I'm like, oh, so what do you do at the church? Well, I'm just, well, I'm just on Usher. Well, I'm just in kids' church. Well, I, I just do parking. I just do the high team. Little do you know that you're just bringing people to Christ. Hey. That you're just winning salvations. Churches need structure, and we're called to be that structure. We're called to help in whatever capacity we can help in. 
It does not matter if you're in a wheelchair. It does not matter if you can barely walk. It doesn't matter if you're blind, deaf. There's something you can be doing for the kingdom. There's something you can be, there's a place that you can be serving here in this house. I think there needs to be a change in how we look at serving. We need to step out of individualism. You got to step out of me, me, me. You can tell when you're in a church where they're, where they're heavily influenced by individualism. You can tell when you're in that church because altar call comes on, the song for altar call, and people start coming to the front and people start exiting. Because, oh, I need to get out of the parking lot in time. It's about them. It's about them. And, and get, don't get me wrong, it is about you. But it's also about us. If we start looking at the church as like when we're called to look at the church as the body of Christ and we all play a role, we all, we're all a vital organ, then if somebody gets up to walk to the front and they're crying and they're weeping and they're going through altar call, we would truly start to cheer them on because when they get stronger, we get stronger. Trying to keep it uh, Sunday morning appropriate, Pastor Vince. <laughs> All right, here we go. The problem with people in serving, here's the problem. We live in a world where outside these walls, it depends on how much money you make to your level in life. We live in a culture where it's like, oh, he drives a nice car. He must be balling. We live in a culture where it's like, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. And so what happens is you get these people that walk into church and they're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sweep a floor. I'm not going to pick up chairs because the world tells them they're somebody. The world tells them they're somebody, but the Bible says they're not. The Bible says they're not. The, greater, the greatest among you will become servants. I'll tell you a story about your campus. Pastor, we're, we're up there camping out and Pastor Vince could have said, yeah, my guy's got it. My guy's got it. They can clean up. Pastor Vince is like, yo, I'll go to the dishes. I tried to sneak a video, but it was like super creepy. So I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like super creepy. It's like one of those memes like, man, I wish somebody would look at me like that. <laughs> You've got to do something. You got to do something. I had, a, I had a guy this weekend. He's like, you know, I'm, uh, I, was, I was removed from, from leadership at my old church, and I was, I was removed from this, and I was removed from that. And, and we got to stop looking at uh, uh, as removals or, or, or movements as, as a step back. Yeah. Sometimes if somebody asks you to step out of a serving area, they're actually asking you, asking, asking you gosh, man, I'm having a rough morning. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually asking you to allow somebody else to step into that role and for you to go find another role where you can actually be elevated, where you can serve the church better. Because when you're the body, when you're an actual body of Christ, you can't have the, art, the heart trying to act like the lungs. And here's the thing. There are some places that people cannot serve. There are some places that you, you should not serve. I'll tell you a few of mine. You do not want me serving in kids' church. Yeah. You do not want me serving in kids' church. I love kids. I've got two of my own kids. 
Okay? But I spent too long in the military. You're coming there and your kids are in the push-up position and Pastor Vince is getting a phone call. (laughs) Pastor Vince is getting a phone call like, Jeff, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, this one is. Instant willingness, obedience to all orders, self-reliance and teamwork. And he's like, what? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Wrong place, wrong time. Another place you really don't want me to serve. You don't want me to be on the high team. You guys know what RBF is? I can't say the words in church, but if you know what it means, like, I look mean all the time. They're like, Jeff, are you? They're like, hey, dude, smile for the picture. Like, you didn't smile. Bro, I'm smiling. I'm I'm filled with joy. Legit joy. Down, down, deep in my heart. Another place you don't want me serving. You don't want me service leading. You, just, you don't want me doing it. Because it gets awkward. We tried. It gets awkward. I'm like, uh, yeah. Welcome to church. Oh, what are we supposed to say? Oh, yeah. We got announcements. Oh, yeah. It's just awkward. I, don't, I shouldn't serve there. I'm so, sometimes I'm a loose cannon. I say things like, like, they're like, oh, dude, you should not have said that. Like, but I know, I know I shouldn't serve there. But the problem is sometimes we look at where somebody else is serving and it looks attractive. It looks attractive on somebody else. <laughs> Tell you, I can't wear skinny jeans. Like, I can't wear skinny jeans. They might look attractive on some dudes. I can't wear them because it wouldn't be attractive on me. I got to know I'm okay. It's got to be okay with that. You got to be okay in the church serving where you know you should be serving. And don't get upset when somebody says, hey, man, you might want to find somewhere else to serve. They're not saying you're, not long, you're longer welcome here. They're saying you need to go find a different part of the body to be in. And I can tell you that that was a heart issue of mine. I, I used to want to be all those things. And then I was like, I'm, I can't be those things. It would be more work for me to try to be something than for me to just go find somewhere where I can fit in. Let's find somewhere where there's a fit, there's a need. If you, want, if you want to have a true servant's heart, go find a need. Go find a need and fill it. My second point is serving unlocks your destiny. Serving unlocks your destiny. So I, I got saved at our Emerge Men's Conference, okay? And then I just began to serve in the men's ministry. Just serving. They never gave me, they get in, they, dude, I was so far away from a the microphone. They were like, can you go cut those boards? <laughs> Can you go, can you drive this truck with that trailer? Just go drop it off. But do you want me to talk to the people? No, just just drop it off. Just go drop it off. Like, I'm like, but hey, I can I can I can explain what we're doing. No. Just go drop it off. Just go. It took time of me serving to realize like what God wanted for me. Like, people think that they come, you know, you'll get a lot of people who freshly get saved, and then, like, the next day, they'll come to you. I'm called to be a pastor. Um, okay. I was one of them. I went right to Pastor John. I was like, dude, I know that I got saved last night, but, like, dude, I'm called to ministry. I'm called to ministry. I'm called to pastor. And he's like, bro, like, what's your name? It takes time. Yeah. 
It takes time serving. Okay, I didn't start like this. I started, I started on security. And I was a security lead for a service. And I was a security lead for a campus. And I was a security lead and usher lead for a campus. You can't want it all right now. You can't want it all right now. Because a lot of times what we do in serving, we do it in everything. We look at people and we're like, yo, he's, he's killing it. But we don't know, like, he's on chapter 20. He's on chapter 20 of his book. You're on chapter 2. You're on chapter 2, and you're trying to force your way through something. And we need to start realizing that it's sometimes easy come, easy go. You get something fast, and sometimes you can't handle it. And sometimes why God doesn't give you things quickly is because he knows you're not ready. He knows you're not ready. And I'm going to speak to the men for a second. I'm going to speak to the men. Men, we have egos. We have pride. We're, we're dealing with them. We talked about it this weekend. For men, it's like, what's my title? What's my serving title? You're a dude in the church serving. No, what's my like official title? And that's cool. I love it. I love it. But like, you just got to start serving. You just got to start somewhere. You know, I talk, I talk to guys a lot, and a lot of times guys are like, you know, I just want to be recognized for what I do. I just want to be recognized for who I am. And I've said the same things to our pastors when I first got saved. Like, I just want people to know that like, I'm doing all this work behind closed doors. I got like, <laughs> <laughs> Central Campus is big. Okay? I've been, I've been going to Central Campus my whole time, and, and I, I'm like, uh, one morning, I go to get a coffee at the cafe, and the lady's like, what's your name? And it set me off. I was like, does she not know, like, do you not know what I do here? Like, do you not know how much I serve? Like, do you not know that, like, kind of a big deal? And I remember, dude, I'll never forget. She said that to me, and I was like, um... <laughs> and I mean, I got my coffee, and she spelled my name wrong. <laughs> she spelled it G E O F F. I was like, "Who does that? Like, what? What? What is that? Okay, God. Okay, God. You need me to deal with this issue right now, because I was actually making my service, even though it was pseudo for the church. My service was about me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look what I'm doing." Look at me, look at what I'm doing. And that's why some of us, some of us, myself included at times, need validation. We need, we need a word. We need a word about why we should serve. The word is right here. Like, like I, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need somebody to get up here and tell me on Sunday morning to serve. Like, I don't need, I don't need a pep talk. Like, I love that you guys do team meetings. That's like, I was, I was, dang, dude, this is a real deal. This is a real deal. But like, you shouldn't need people to pat you on the back. Dude, we need you this Sunday. And I would even, I would even venture to say that, that you're not, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh no. If, <laughs> if you're on a serving team 
and they have to call and make sure you're going to be there every Sunday. Are you sorry? (laughs) If you're on a serving team and they have to call you every week to make sure you're going to be there on the weekend, you're truly not on a serving team. You're not, you're not on a serving team. When you're on a, when you're on a serving team, it's fire and forget. I know Lonnie. Like I know Lonnie. Okay. And so if I ask Lonnie or pastor Vince, ask Lonnie to do something, it just happens. And I just know, I just know it's going to happen. Like that's how serving should be. If you tell me on Sunday, I love serving Sunday. I love serving Sunday. I'm going to serve everywhere in the church, Jeff. Just put me in, coach. Whatever you need. And I don't hear from the dude for like six months. And on Sundays, dude's ducking me. I'm like, yo, bro, it's cool. I knew when you didn't show up the first week. I don't, I'm not upset with you. I mean, I just, your word means nothing to me. I'm, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it says, let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. So anyway, so I start serving a lot. I'm all in for myself. I'm like, dude, I'm doing all this for the kingdom and I'm getting rebuked in the spirit. No, you're doing it for yourself. No, you're doing it for yourself. So I had, actually, I had to actually deal with that issue. Because there, there is such a thing as serving for the wrong reasons. Serving to be seen. That's not the heart of God. The heart of God is not serving to be seen. There are people serving in this church right now that could be doing other things on Sunday. There's people that, you know, do the hard things, do the setup, do the teardown. They could be doing other things, and that's a thankless job. You know, we get up here as preachers and speakers, and we talk about, oh, man, killing the marketplace, killing it in this relationship, killing it, crushing it. Where's, where's Salt Lake City calling? Oh, right there. Dude. <laughs> you got to call God in your life, too. You got another level. <laughs> but <laughs> people... People, like, we need validation. Like, we need it. A lot of us didn't get validation growing up. A lot of us had tough, you know, tough upbringings where dad never said he loved us or mom never hugged us. And so we come to a church, and we, we're, we're, it's, it's taught love, 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 love. And so for us, we're thinking love is validation. And it is. Love is validation, 100%. But love is also service. Love is also service. See, I, if I love my body, the body of Christ, like, I'm going to serve. Yeah. In whatever capacity I'm needed, yeah. whatever capacity I'm needed, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And yeah, at times I would go to the people I was serving for and say, hey, I'm called to more than this. Like on a regular basis, like every Sunday. <laughs> I told y'all, man, <laughs> like, like every Sunday, my, my best friend's name is Tom Foster. He's a pastor at, at Awakened Church. And, and for like six months, every Sunday, dude, I should be doing more. You're, you're wasting my talent. Do you know how gifted I am? Do you know what I should be doing? Like, you need me to do something else. Like, look at these other people. You need me. And what I needed was to learn how to serve on a team. What I needed 
was learn how to submit to a leader. Whatever, wherever you're serving at right now, don't get too anxious to get out of there. Don't get too anxious to get out of there. Stay a while. Figure out what God's trying to get through you, what God's trying to get to you, what God's trying to unlock in your life. Had I not stayed serving in, in the church, and I, you know, there were seasons. I don't always wake up thrilled to serve. I don't. Like, there's a lot. There, not a lot. Sorry, Pastor Jurgen. Not a lot. But there are times when my Kansas City Chiefs are playing on Sunday, and I'm like, I don't really want to go serve. Like, I don't want to go serve. Like, I would rather stay home and watch my Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> like, I don't always feel like it. Until I get there. Until I get there, and, and there, there are times that people come to me, and if, if, when, you, when you come to San Diego, if you ever see me just walking around just picking up trash, it's because I didn't feel like serving that day. And I knew the devil was trying to get to me. And so I said, I'm going to go do the lowest thing there is. I'm going to pick up trash. I'm going to walk in the parking lot and pick up trash. When service is over, I'm going to go help the ushers. I'm going to go do things that, that we have people to do. But see, I needed to get my heart. This is in my heart. I needed to bring it back to why I'm doing this. And another thing is, when, I, when I'm having an issue and I don't, I don't really feel like serving, I watch altar call. Like, I watch altar call. Because that's a trigger for me. That's a light switch. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When you hear the stories of, what, of a message and it rocks somebody and they come to the altar and, and there's tears and weeping and, and somebody receives breakthrough, what I'm saying, to the, what God is trying to tell me is, hey, dude, what you're doing matters. That's my validation. Yeah. That's, so good. That's my validation. That's really good. That's so good. You can't always have somebody patting you on the back to serve. Yeah. You can't always be that person that, oh, well, is, is Ron going to show up this weekend? Yeah. You can't always be that person. I would challenge everybody in here, six months serve every Sunday. Six months serve every Sunday and see if your life doesn't change. There's two services. Six months, soak and serve. On the first Sunday, March 29th, that first service, let it be packed out. Let it be packed out. And not packed out because there's been some massive growth, but passed out, packed out because every person is here to serve somebody else. Because if I'm serving Pastor Vince and Pastor Vince is serving me, I'm covered. I don't have to worry about myself. If I know that the person to my right and left like, has my best interest in a servant, I don't have to worry about things that I can't control. Because I have a team behind me. And my, my, my last point is if, if you want a vision for your life, if you, want, if you want a serving vision, if you want to, well, I believe I'm called to, to serve in a great capacity. I'm called to, to, to be a campus pastor. I'm called to be a, uh, a worship leader. Or I'm called to, to do these great things. Serve somebody else's vision. You know, Moses, we all know Moses' story. Moses served Jethro. Joshua, Joshua serves Moses. And then what happens? Moses dies. 
and Joshua leads the Israelites to the promised land. If you want something, get behind somebody already doing it. You don't, you don't, you don't need to leave. You don't need to leave to, to find out what you're called to do. You don't need to, oh, well, there's no room for me on the team. There's no room for me here. They don't see me. I'm gifted. They don't see me. I've had those conversations too. They didn't end well. I'm being real with y'all. Like I, I've, I've been the guy that's like, I need to go somewhere else. I've been the guy that was like, they're never going to see me here. They're never, they're never, they're never going to use me for my full potential. I'm always going to be, oh, you're just that guy. And, and it's, and that's not, our church doesn't do that. That was my own. That was my own misconception. That was the devil playing a, a soundtrack. That was the devil playing a soundtrack in my mind. Like I needed something more. And, and, and at the same time, God saying, if you'll just stay a while, if you'll just stay a while. And I, I love it. And even David. So David, David served Saul. David served Saul. Saul was trying to kill my man. He's like, all right, I'm here. David served Saul. Serve somebody else. If you believe you're called to be a campus pastor, if you believe you're called to do something, if first off, if you believe if you believe you are called to be a campus pastor, you need to be serving. Like, don't come, don't come tell me I'm called to ministry and you ain't serving on Sunday. Like, just don't, don't. Because my faith, my response may say something, but my face is gonna say something else. RBF, RBF. I'm gonna hit you with one of those like, huh? You ain't serving nowhere? Okay. Cool. If you want to be a worship leader, get behind, get behind Rich, get behind Lilo, get behind them and learn. Learn how to do these things. The, ch the church is actually a wealth of, of knowledge. The church is the only place you can come learn some skills for free. Like, you want to learn how to do marketing? Serve on the marketing team. Serve on the media team. It's like free college. It's like free college. And guess what? In the church, you ain't got to pay for it. You ain't got to go into student debt for your weird spiritual degree. I'm liberal arts. I just, I'm so, I'm just, I'm one with the wind. You ain't got to pay for it in the church. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pastor Pence. I'm serious though, man. Like every skill out in the world, if you want to go grind in the financial marketplace, you can learn those skills in the church. You don't need to go to a leadership academy to become a leader. You don't need to go pay a life coach to teach you how to lead. If you pay for a life coach, I'm not hating on you. Pay me instead. Pay me instead. I like chicken wings. Um, pay me instead. The life, the, the only life coach you need is right here. Like, only thing you need, really, if like any, anything you want to learn can be learned in these walls. But the problem is people don't want to, people don't want to, they consider it shrinking. People don't want to shrink behind the 20 year old dude that knows how to use social media but we want our business to flourish on social media, but we don't want, we're not going to go ask the 20 year old how to do it. Like, why wouldn't you? 
You know, and I, I just, I think there's been some, in the church, there's been some misconceptions around serving. There's been some misconceptions preached around serving. I've heard it preached that, oh, well, I used to serve in my church, but it was like slavery. Um, are you sure you went to church? Like, it was like slavery all the time, all the time, all the time. And, and that's not what serving is. Servanthood is me, me saying that I will lay down my time for the body of Christ. I will lay down my time. And I know, you know, where your treasure is, your heart should follow. My time is my treasure. I've got two little girls and a beautiful wife at home. And if I'm going to spend time away from them, I'm going to spend that time in the church. Because <laughs> there's reward. There's reward because serving is not just about the people you're serving, but it's also about you. It's also about making sure that you're in alignment. It's also making sure that you're not, you're not under demonic attack. It's because, because if you're spending your time, if your time is valuable, especially if you're an hourly employee, your time is valuable. My time is valuable. And so if I'm going to spend my time somewhere, I'm going to spend my time investing into the house of God. I'm going to spend my time teaching others how to invest in the house of God. There's a lot of reasons why you should, like by the world will tell you you shouldn't serve in church. There's a ton of reasons. Oh, you know, you work six days a week. Sunday should be your rest day. And they'll say stupid things like, even the Lord rested. Like you're a God. Like, Like, really? There's a ton of reasons. Oh, my kids are going through a, t a, a difficult, difficult season. You know, um, I, I just, I don't, I'm tired on Sundays. I can't, I can't get up. I would encourage you that on those days, make sure you're here. Because when, the, when you wake up in the morning on Sundays and the, and the devil starts whispering, dude, it's just one Sunday. One Sunday turns into two Sundays turns into three Sundays, turns into four Sundays. And you'll see that uh, C.S. Lewis says it best, that the road to hell is not, it's not steep. It's slow and gradual. I, I used to be at two services, now I'm at one. I used to, I used to serve, now I, I serve once a month. And I'm not, that's not hellfire and brimstone. I don't preach legalism. That's just what happens. I see it all the time. Anytime you feel like, the, the, like oh, I do not feel like going to church this morning get there and I, I get there sometimes and then you, you people will be like yo he ain't on it this morning do not talk to that man this morning like let that man be but I'm there but I'm there I think that I think that people need to understand that serving is being there serving is being there and right now I'm even going to commission some of you that pastor Vince and Becca they have an amazing call of God on their life they're called to build churches, but they need their congregation to catch the vision. They need their congregation to rally behind them. They need more armor bearers than they know what to do with. They need more armor bearers than they know what to do with. If you've ever been in ministry, you understand the weight that ministry can be at times. And when, when, when a pastor has something, a fire and forget weapon, you're just allowing them to run and what they're called to do. Just allow them to run. If I can call Lonnie and say, Abe, I need this done, and I just forget about it and it's done, you need to, you need to be those people. 
You need to be those people. But you need to be those people, not only for your campus pastors, because it, it's, it's appealing. It's appealing to be needed. Hey, Pastor Vince called me, he needs me, woo. But can you be the same way with the team you're serving on? Can you be the same way with your emerged captain? Can you be the same way with your wife and your husband? Can you be the same way? Can you say, okay, I'll lay aside my, my needs to serve others because what happens when that happens? Reciprocation. Others will see you serving them and they'll begin to serve you. And then we get in this pattern where I'm serving him, he's serving me, she's serving, and everybody's serving, and all of a sudden we're, we're bursting at the seams, and this theater can't hold us, Salt Lake City can't hold us, and we're trying to figure out, hey, where's our next building? Where's our second building? Where's our third building? Hey. I want to end with, I believe there are people in here that have a negative connotation about serving, that have been abused by churches, that have been abused by denominations. You might have even been in ministry at one time. You might have even been in ministry at one time and you're burnt out. And now you're like, I'm gonna get my fix on Sunday morning and then I'm out. If that's you today, God's saying, hey, I need you back. God's saying it was never supposed to happen like that. God's saying, watch your life explode as you begin to serve. I would never have had the capacity to do what I'm doing now had I not started serving. I'd never have the capacity to help Pastor Charles and help uh, Pastor Jurgen and John and help them build a ranch. I've never had the capacity to lead a ministry because my discipleship was actually through serving. Pastor Vince made a joke about rubbing elbows with me. Serving is where you rub elbows with people you want to be like. Serving, if I want to be like Patrick, you have the coolest accent, by the way. <laughs> if I want to be like Patrick and I'm serving on his team, I'm going to serve. Because yeah. the best form is imitation. Yeah. So, today, with every eye, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just I feel like there are people in here today and, and you're on the fence about the whole Jesus thing. You're on the fence about the whole serving thing. And I, I feel like, like the Lord is, is, is wanting to move on those people's hearts right now. He's wanting to move on those hearts. He's wanting to get you on a team. He's wanting to improve your situation. He's wanting to improve your circumstances. You know, and I also feel like there are people in here, and, and, and maybe today's your first Sunday. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what this dude's talking about. I don't even know what this guy's talking about. I'm just, I came in here broken. I'm just, I'm trying to see what this is about. Maybe that's you today. If that's you today, and you, 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 you need something fresh. You need a touch of heaven. You need, you need Jesus Christ. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If that's you, just raise your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. You know, I, I think that people are hesitant uh, in, a lot of times in churches because we, we tend to wear a mask that I have it all together. We tend to wear a mask of, oh, if I tell my buddies I'm struggling with something, what are they going to think about me? I've been lying to myself and I've been lying to other people. If that's you today and you're saying, dude, I don't want people to know, know the real me, just go ahead and raise your hand. And let's get you, let's get you on the right path. Yes, I see your hand. Thank you so much. Right now, church, if you could just stand to your feet.
I'm going to you guys to repeat after me in a second. But first, I just want to, I want to, I want to leave you guys with something sticky. I'm going to leave you something with something that you guys remember from this sermon that you remember from me, from us being together. Break out of individualism. Break out of it. We live in a generation with social media and how many likes did I get, or or what am I doing, or or what is, what is where's mine at? Break out of that this Sunday. Break out of this Sunday and run, run in the lane God's called you to be in. Run a serving team. Run a ministry for Pastor Vince and Becca. Do something. Everyone here, we're all the body of Christ. We're all called to do something. We all have a vital role. And the thing that's awesome about the body of Christ is we're all uniquely wired. My gifts are not like Pastor Vince's gifts. His gifts are better than mine. <laughs> no, but I, we, we, we sometimes get confused because we think that my gift doesn't line up with somebody else's gift. And God made us that way on purpose. Because if everybody's identical, the church is going to be boring. The church is going to be boring. So today, use your gifts, use your talents, use your abilities to serve others. So right now, Heavenly Father, just thank you for Salt Lake City, God. God, I just thank you for this amazing church. I thank you for where, where they're headed, God. I thank you for the future. God, I thank you for Pastor uh, Vince and Becca. God, I thank you for just the mantle they carry, Lord. Lord, I thank you for a church that is founded on, or a campus that is founded on discipleship, that's founded on serving, that's founded on serving others, God. God, I, I declare that every need will be met. I declare abundance right now, God. I declare that everyone that steps in these doors will say, dude, I gotta, ser I gotta serve today. I gotta hop on a team today. Hey, I'm not even on that team, but I'm gonna help them because they're short today. God, I just declare right now a spirit of servant servanthood over this campus, a spirit of people coming in and, and saying, I'm just gonna serve others. And, and God, I just declare revelation, a revelation and saying I'm serving others, but at the same time, I'm fixing myself. I'm purifying myself, God. So today, Lord, I just thank you for this amazing church. God, I thank you for this time together, Lord. Lord, I just declare increase today. I declare increase over this campus, God. I declare increase in Salt Lake City. I declare increase over, over the serving teams, God. I declare increase over the volunteers, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.